So our cities are getting smarter. So we are having more and more things happening in the last years in our cities. So for example, in mobility, everything has changed. Now we have autonomous vehicles. Our public transportation is drive by electric buses. We have uh, smart waste collection. So when our bins are full, our municipalities are able to collect our trash. Or we have smart lighting or greener energy. Or even we can enter to our homes with our smart key. And actually, we can know inside of our home what is the temperature, what is the humidity. And well, this is nice to know. But as a, an architect, as a woman, and as a person who loves to draw, I know that there is another dimension inside of the cities and inside of the spaces. When I'm drawing, I feel something different. I don't really care about the temperature, the humidity, the pressure. I just care about something in the space. In that moment, I was dialoguing, I was speaking with this element, with this pulpitus that was a Baroque element, and I was trying to understand what was behind the mind of the artist who made this element. So I was trying to capture that story. I was not really caring about what was happening. And that's why I believe that there is something else about the world. So it's perception. Perception is something really important because each of us, depending on the memory, on the experience that we have, we perceive differently the space. So that's why we are working on that topic in, in the Andorra City Science Initiatives. So this is, let's go one step forward. So this is a big project in collaboration between MIT, uh, the Fundación Actuatec, and different organizations like the government of Andorra, the telecommunication company, and the, um, and the uh, energy company, with the idea of creating new areas of the economy and introducing innovation into the country. So this is a big project, and in the context of this big project, we are creating different collaborations. So, um, but let's go one step forward. Who knows who, where is Andorra? Who has been in Andorra sometime? OK, it's not bad, actually. So for the people that doesn't know, it's a micronation between Spain and France. It has a population of 80,000 people, and it's in the middle of the Pyrenees. Its economy is mainly based on tourism and on uh, other areas, and is uh, around uh, 200 kilometers from Toulouse and Barcelona. In this context, we are working in very different projects, from, from spanning from tourism, mobility, energy, innovation, and urban planning. But what we're, I'm going to talk about today are these two projects that are taking really seriously the topic of perception and how you deal with the spaces. So between the most energy-consuming buildings in Andorra are the public buildings. And in this case, uh, the third are the schools. So the schools are, so we decided to do a deployment together in collaboration with, um, with the local uh, people to investigate how the building can improve its behavior. So two of uh, the researchers of MIT Media Lab, Carson Smoot 
and Jason Nowin developed a very small sensors, wireless, and they deployed these sensors in the school. So it was a great opportunity to see. So here you can see all the sensors. They can measure presence, proximity, temperature, pressure, light. But when you deploy sensors in a school, sometimes it happens that traditional visualization are not really easy to understand for everyone. And when you deploy sensors in a school, you want the kids to be somehow related, especially when you start to get all these pictures and all these drawings from kids where they see reflected themselves into the drawing or where they see like literal cameras that are somehow checking their behavior or they see sensor as a, something that can somehow deal with the pollution or change the world. So in this context, it was again drawing. Drawing was perfect for that because this perception of kids was really fundamental for us. So we decided to take perception as the tool to relate the information provided by the sensors and how the kids uh, perceive their own space. So we want them to feel identified with the space, and we want them to feel identified with the sensor. That's why we create characters, and we try to draw the classrooms in the most easy way in order to make them understand that this is their own classroom. So also, we want them to relate to the condition, local conditions of the weather. So we create a table, and we create a very dynamic website in what they experience every day, depending on the weather outside, a different background. We also, here you can see the platform. So they select their own classroom. Then after they select their own classroom, they take a perceptive survey. So it's an emotional survey where they mark how they feel and how they perceive the space. So here you can see, for example, uh, this is one of the classrooms. They, they are selecting how is their mood, how is their energy, how they perceive the temperature, and what are the noise levels. And then after, they go to check the information provided by the sensor. So here you can see, for example, that all the classrooms have all the details, and every sensor has a character. So the proximity sensor is a girl who is perceived by the sensor, or the temperature, or the pressure is related to the Torricelli experiment that this was quite interesting. And um, you can see, for example, the humidity is a little, uh, is a little water. And so here, after they do, they check this information, what they have to do at the end is to relate this information with the information provided by the perception survey. So, um, just a second, please. Okay, so after they check the light, they can relate, relate the information. So the idea is that when they do this survey every day. They are learning and they are making their own connections. So they are like little scientists. And the idea is that when they are going to learn about sensors slowly and they are going to connect this information together every day. So here you can see one kid actually recognizing its own classroom in the drawings. And more than that, we have received a very nice feedback from them. Because other than the application, we have been working also with the University of Andorra in order to help the professor how to explain different values like CO2, temperature, or 
other values in order to introduce them to this information. But also, we have been working in surveying the learning curve. And here you can see that they like this project because they come to visit and they explain interesting things. Here you can see the kids like uh, having a Skype call with the, one of the researchers of the project and asking questions about the sensors. I think that this is quite important because when you when you, when you allow them to interact with the scientists, they get to have new knowledge. So it's not about just learning about the energy behavior, but it's about how their own experience and their own motivations relate to the project. So for me, this is what, at the end of the project, um, is important, how they relate their own experience to the project. The next experience, it was um, also with a school, an elementary school as the first one. Uh, in the last case, we have 10-year-olds. In this case, we have kids from 8 to 10-year-olds, and it's in collaboration with another school uh, in, the, in Canillo. So the idea was to teach kids the basics of data mining. So to do that with uh, Nuria Masia, that is a, uh, that is a data scientist um, from Andorra, uh, we decided to link perception and link um, the information about the city with this, with this idea of teaching data mining. So what we did actually was to a series of workshops in which kids will work about these topics, also linking with the information of the city. So here you can see the first phase was data collection. So kids were, we built an, uh, an application to allow kids to take pictures and relate that to the emotional information about the city. And here you can see one of the, fir the first workshop kids were with an iPad taking pictures and uh, capturing emotions. And here you can see one of the pictures. So for example, the landscape is really important, the historical center, the heritage, the classmates, the fountains. And it was very interesting to us because we never expected that they have such a strong link with their, with their own tradition and their own heritage. And after, we, they were sad about trash, decay, um, tobacco. Um, this is like the cemetery. And then after, they were very angry about public works and, again, trash that they do not like it and poo. So after that, we did just the last, uh, the second worship that it was about aggregating data. We want them to use this data that they collected and they know very, very well and, and make conclusions about this data. So we first showed them like a traditional data file and they, they had to identify what was the information inside of this file. And then after we built a lot of cards with each data point for them. So with the picture, with the location and with the tags. And they had, uh, we print a lot of cards, and then they had to first uh, locate the cards into the map. And then after, they have to count for each place how many cards they have. So what are the main um, emotions in every single place? They make a lot of calculations. And after that, they had to identify what was the emotion and the main themes of these cars. So they identified the parks, the nature, the cultural heritage, and other information. And finally, we did the last workshop that was data visualization. So the main idea here was to make them 
uh, to create a visualization of this data. So we invite them to the innovation space, which is a space for collaboration in Andorra, where all the different actors work together. So we really want them to come to this space. And we ask them to do three activities. First, to interview themselves in order to get more information about the data that they collected. Then to build an emotional map of their city. And then to create statistics. So we show them the conclusion of this analysis. And then after, they had to create their own uh, statistics about the, um, about the data that they collected. So you can see here, for example, the thematic um, data and how they represented with Lego. So that was very interesting for them because they were able to understand um, more about their city and about what was important and what was not. Then here you can see the difference of perception between the different classrooms. So you can see how each classroom has different emotion depending on the path that they did, the day, and the age. Actually, here you are going to see in the map especially that the age has a very, every age has a different way to understand data. For example, eight-year-olds, in this case, where we ask them to build a map of Canijo, and we give them Lego bricks. The eight-year-olds did a simple map on scale with one emotion per building, more or less. Instead, the 10-year-olds start to make it bigger. They start to reproduce the building. They start to scale the buildings. And that was very interesting to see this change of uh, representation depending on the age and how it gets more complex depending on the age. And the last workshop was about interviewing. So they interview themselves about the cards, and they learn more about their points. And they, here you can see one of the kids interviewing another one during the workshop. So after that, we said, you know, the cards are OK, but we want them to, to check that at home to learn more information. So we create a simple website for them reproducing the cards so they can check all the information collected by the city. And most important, they were able to present the information. And they were able to present their city and their workshop in the University of Kids. And also, they were able to represent that in the city council. So they participate into the city council in order to uh, explain how was the workshop and what were the main findings. And that was very, very good for us. So we understood that they had a better vision of the city and a better understanding after this workshop. And it was very nice because we get a picture of the city that was not any more qualitative, no, was quantitative, no, any more qualitative, quantitative and more qualitative. And that was very important to us because we learned how kids visualize things, what is the link with memory, what is the link with the place that they had. And that's why it's very important to start to think how this dimension of perception could have a role into the future of smart cities, because we, we have to think that, yes, we have a lot of information and objective data, but we are humans, and we feel happy. We feel sad, and the city can become something more open for people, more open for our necessities, more open for uh, our feelings. And uh, I would like you to think about this in the future and consider how perception could have a role in the future. Thank you very much.